Well, hello there. It's Tuesday night and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Foxy After Dark, where we listen to some of the best old time radio shows that I love to listen to on an evening while I'm settling down and relaxing before going off to bed. I hope you are having a good week so far. It's very cold here in chilly, chilly Surrey in the United Kingdom. Last week, it warmed up quite considerably for the month of January. And now we've got into February. It is positively, I was going to say freezing. It's not quite freezing, but it kind of feels that way. I've got several layers on where it's so cold. Don't go out tonight because it's chilly. Might not be chilly where you are, admittedly. If you're listening in Australia, it might be positively roasting for you. I love the summer weather, I have to say. I do like winter, especially if there's snow on the ground. But when it's just grey and wet and miserable, it's a bit meh, which is a lot of what the English weather is like anyway. But never mind, it gives me the opportunity to stay indoors in the warm, wrap up warm and have a little bit of quality time with you guys and have a catch up before we all head off to the land of Nod. What have I been up to today? Not a lot. I've been working today, as I do most days. And it's just been an, an, an average kind of day, which is absolutely fine for a Tuesday. It's when it comes to Friday, I want to have the, the relaxing days. I don't want busy, hectic days on a Friday. I want to start calming down for the weekend. But we are far, far from that at the moment. Don't forget, you can get in touch with me via my other social media methods on Instagram and YouTube as Foxy Geek Girl. And you can join my exclusive hangout page here at Foxy After Dark on patreon.com forward slash Foxy After Dark. And I love to hear from you all. So please, please get in touch. And I will do shout outs and various other things, especially for my Patreon gang. And I can keep you up to date through Patreon and everything I'm getting up to. And I add videos and pictures and various other little things like that. Um, if you are interested, of course. So Tuesday nights, what do we have on a Tuesday night? We have a bit of comedy on a Tuesday night. Can't be a little bit of Tony Hancock and the gang, can you? They're great. They're great fun. I do like uh, Tony Hancock, I have to say. This one, Hancock's Half Hour, is called The Idol. Take a lesson and let me know what you think. <laughs> The BBC presents Tony Hancock with Moira Lister, Bill Kerr and Sidney James in... Hancock's Half Hour. Bill, Tony's getting impossible. Just because he's had a little success, he's got so conceited. Well, you know why? He's had a fan letter. What? After all these years? <laughs> yeah, some wacky dame wrote and told him he's the most handsome comedian on radio today. <laughs> I've never seen a man get so big-headed. He's even had a portrait done of himself. I know. When they got to his eyes, they had to send out for two more tubes of red paint. <laughs> he's getting so vain. Do you know that he spent three hours at the beauty parlor yesterday? Oh, no. Yes, he went to choose a new hairstyle. <laughs> he said he wanted something to suit his type of features. So what did they do? Combed it down over his face and left it down. <laughs> Shh, here he comes. Who's wonderful? Who's marvelous? And the answer is me. Who's lovable? Who's kissable? Ah, good morning, my faithful peasants. What a beautiful day it is. Just spent an exhilarating two hours in my boudoir, curling me out. Your hair is... Your hair's dead straight. Have you caught the chest? <laughs> well, how are you two this morning? You know, it does a chap like me good to occasionally come back to you plain, dull, ordinary people. To be near you is all we ask, oh, great white master. Oh, 
that he would notice me and maybe smile this way. Ah, uh, stop torturing yourself, Cinders. The prince will not look at you. But Buttons, he is handsome. All right, all right. Thank you. That'll do. We'll let you know. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm ready to dine. I think I shall have pheasant, caviare, and champagne. But, my lord, this is breakfast. In that case, you can pour the champagne over me porridge. <laughs> oh, no, this is too much. Well, I must get dressed. I've got to go down to be jewelers to get measured for a type-in. How? <laughs> what shall I put on? I think we'll have the casual stuff today. Uh, which beret should I wear? Your yellow one, of course. Yes, you're right. The pink one might clash with me rope sandals. <laughs> now, just pass me my move corduroy akin jacket. Me tartan jodpers and we're all set. Don't forget your leopard skin spats. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, yes. This is ridiculous. I am an idol. An idol what? <laughs> Steady, Billy. Any changes you may see in me are not of my own choosing. I have a certain responsibility to be public. Being the object of so much feminine devotion is not to be taken lightly. I have a great weight rested on my shoulders. Don't worry, it's only your head. <laughs> it's nothing to do with me head. Some of us are born great... Some acquire greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them, whereas me... You just eat too much. I just eat... <laughs> well done, and watch it. <laughs> what I have to say to you now affects you both. Now I'm a big star, I should be obliged to keep up appearances. That means I can no longer afford to have it known that I share digs with a layabout like you, Kerr. In future, if anybody asks who you are, you will tell them you are my food taster. No. On second thoughts, bearing in mind the condition you're generally seen in, we'd better make it wine taster. Wine taster? The nearest thing we've ever been to wine in this house was when you sat in that bunch of grapes. Yes, I remember. <laughs> now, you, Mara, it'd never do for the women to find out that I have a girlfriend. I know you're crazy about me, kid, but for the time being, you'll have to join the queue with the rest. Don't forget I'm bigger than both of us. No. <laughs> Sorry. Hancock can't belong to one ordinary person. I, I belong to the nation. <laughs> So for publicity purposes, from now on, you are my mother. Have you got any vacancies for a father? Keep away from her. Leave mum alone. Don't you think it'll look a little odd having a mother four years younger than you? I've thought of that. <laughs> i got this grey wig here. We can paint a few crow's feet. No, under... I'm not going to be a mother. All right, you can be my cook. Well, that's better. I'll start right away. I'm sure I saw some toadstools in the garden this morning. <laughs> There's just one more thing I... Don't want you to think that because I'm now a big name, I've no time for my friends. I won't forget you. You'll come up with me. Together we'll soar to great heights. We leave all this far behind us. I'm up and up, higher and higher until you're both up there amongst the stars. With me. Thank you and bless you, Jet Morgan. Oh, <laughs> well, must be off now. I've got an appointment down at the vicarage. I'm sending me kisses for charity. It's a fate. Worse than death. Yes. Uh, well, cheerio. Shan't be back till late. Have me hot chocolate ready for me. Stars fill the sky, so in love with me am I. Strange, but true, dear. Now I've seen everything. Well, I wouldn't have believed it. How can a guy be so big time, so conceited, so egotistical? It's not even if he's handsome like me. Now, don't you start. 
Tony's not careful, he's going to make a complete fool of himself. He's got to be taught a lesson. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, but the problem is how. Hey, wait a minute, I've got it. Now, just suppose, just suppose he was mobbed a few times by a couple of hundred screaming, scratching bobby socks, and they ripped all his clothes off his back, cut locks off his hair, and carved their initials on his chest. Perhaps he wouldn't be so keen on being a heartthrob then. Well, yes, if there's only one snag, what woman in her right mind would get worked up over him? The ones we're going to hire. Oh, I see. I know a couple of hundred girls on slack time at a pickle factory who jump at the chance. <laughs> Twenty fags and they'll tear him to bits. Well, if you think it'll work... It's a cinch. By the time these girls are finished with him, the only swollen thing about his head will be the lumps. I'll get him down here outside the house first thing in the morning. <laughs> Morning, Moira. Come in. Well, you certainly haven't wasted any time, Bill. The street's jammed. There must be nearly 300 girls out there. Has he seen them yet? No, we're still in the bathroom combing our eyebrows. <laughs> he'll, he'll be down soon. I'd better give last-minute instructions to the girls. Uh, wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold it, girls. All right. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> he'll, he'll be coming down any minute now, girls. Remember your orders. You're supposed to be after souvenirs. So get your scissors out and remember, you can have everything except the skin. Best of luck and good hunting, kids. Slaughterhouse is ready. Now, where's the fatted calf? Bill, Maura, have you seen them? Hundreds of them outside. With fans. Look at them. Waving banners. We love old Hancock. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless them. They've come to do me homage. Homage, damage, what's the difference? <laughs> ah, such devotion is touching. All right, kids, I'll be out in a minute. I'd better go out and sign a few autographs, blow a few kisses. They deserve it. On the eyelashes on street? Come in, kids. Maura, close your eyes. Bill, find me a barrel. <laughs> Tony! Tony, what happened? I don't know. I just opened the door and... Whoosh, starkers. <laughs> What's got into them? But they're your fans. I could do with a couple right now. A big one. <laughs> Hurry up with that barrel. Oh, nobody's seen me in this condition for 29 years. Here we are. Now, just climb in. Oh. Sanctuary. Just Naomi braces on the top. That should hold. Now, all right, Moira, you can open your eyes now. What are you laughing at? You in the barrel. Have you seen what's written on the side? What? Stout and bitter. Yes, very good. I'm sorry, I don't think that's very funny. I... Bill, put the stopper in the bungle. It's drafty. <laughs> Tony, Tony, what are all those girls' names tattooed on your chest? Yvonne, 1945. Fifi, 1945. Gretchen, 1945. Trudy, 1945. Karen, 1945. Victory, uh... <laughs> Hey, are those females still out there? Yeah, they're still there, Tom. I'm not going out there again. I, I want to share myself amongst my fans, but they're not having a bit each. <laughs> it's your duty to get out there. Some of those girls have travelled miles just to see you. One glimpse of you is all they ask. They just saw enough of me to last them a lifetime. Look, you can't disappoint your public. Those girls out there are your bread and butter. Now, you've got to put up with it. Now, put on another suit and get out there. You're right. I must go out and face them. 
It was probably just the excitement of seeing me torso that sent a berserker. Right, already, pass me my jacket. No, you're not going to wear your best suit. It costs you 50 guineas. My fans must see me at my best. The eye-class monogrammed nylon shirts, the expensive handmade calf leather shoes, me Macclesfield silk tie, and me valuable solid gold cufflinks. <laughs> me cheap cedarwood beer barrel, please. <laughs> For the last time, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get past these women. Why not try sneaking out the back way? Yes, of course. Good girl. The back way. Down the garden, over the wall, and away. Here goes. <laughs> Nobody there. See you tonight. Cheerio. Beard. Beard. Dark glasses. Dark glasses. Wig. Wig. Long overcoat. Long overcoat. Mask. Mask. Barrel. Barrel. See now. Silk dressing gown with the red dragons. Pigtail, lampshade. Bit of plaster to pull my eyes back. Right. Excuse me, make way for honorable Chinese laundry man. All right, pass honorable barrel. Tug, are you all ready to have another try? Yes. All set. Quiet now. Don't make a sound. Three o'clock. Yes. Soon be morning. I should think they're all asleep out there now. Wish that moon wasn't so bright. Oh, it won't matter with your face blacked up. Do you think it'll be all right to walk out there, or should I crawl along on my stomach? What does it matter? You're the same height either way. <laughs> now... Now, a bit more soot round here, a few branch leaves and things round here. Stick your arms out. Fine, you look just like a tree now. Off you go. <laughs> That's it. I can't go on. Three days you've been besieged. I can't stand it. Damn it, Mal. Mal, you hear, Mal. Ha, ha, ha. I can't go out now if I wanted to. I haven't got any more clothes left. <laughs> They've had the lot. Six suits, four sports jackets, three pairs of flannels, two pairs of jeans, two pairs of football shorts, me knee-length swimming costume, <laughs> and a fig leaf. You could go out in your barrel. No, thank you. There's a couple of them out there with crowbars. <laughs> i got to stop here now till they all go home. I'll be weeks. I'll be weeks. I'm trapped. Trapped you here. Don't you 
one of me turns. Oh, now, now, Tub, Tub. Tub, take it easy. Come and sit down. How can I sit down in a barrel? <laughs> Perish in fact, why don't they leave me alone? I, I tell you, if I ever get out of this lot alive, I'll never want to see another fan again. Bill, just yeah? a minute. I think the boy's learned his lesson at last. He's looking pretty sorry for himself. Yeah, it's done the trick. I don't think we'll have any more trouble from him. Yes, let's call it a day, Bill. He's been through enough, poor boy. Look at him standing there in his little barrel. (laughs) I feel so sorry for him. Why? It fits. (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll give him a break. I'll go out and tell the girls we won't be needing him anymore. All right, all right, girls. (laughs) You can all go home now. I. Is there room for one more in the barrel? They attacked me. You're the one who hired them. That's why they attacked me. I can't pay them. <laughs> Maura, was that Bill who just went outside? Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> What's so funny? You're so skinny. <laughs> What's that tape measure hanging around your neck? They're my arms. Anything else? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Look, Laurel and Hardy, stop arguing. We've got to think of a way of getting out of here. We can't stop here forever. Oh, you, you go out and get help, Maura. They, they won't touch you. No, I'm not taking any chances. We haven't got any two-piece barrels. Hey, <laughs> wait a minute. I've got an idea. No. You haven't even heard it yet. I don't have to. Every time an idea enters your head, money leaves my wallet. Look, you... You want to get out of here, don't you? All right, all right. What is the idea? We ring up Sydney. Not smooth talk Sydney James. Yeah. Sydney's just the man to help us. He could provide a bodyguard to get us out of here. He's got some of the toughest boys in town working for him. Look, I'm having nothing more to do with Sydney James. That man is a criminal. He is not. He's just got strange ways. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's either Sydney or the fans. All right, we'll call Sydney. We'll give him another chance. But I'm warning you, my Australian friend, if anything goes wrong, I'll... I'll put you up against a wall and lean on you. (laughs) Who is it? Sid, open the door. Wait a minute. Time to open a door. Oh, the door's open. I was locking my money belt. <laughs> All right, now what do you want from me? Protection. The only way we can get out of here alive is under escort. We want a bodyguard, the biggest gorillas you can find. You're dead lucky, Billy. I got three of the boys outside in the car. Good. Are they real toughies? Tough. These boys bash each other the head with cricket bats just to keep their air down. <laughs> How big are they? Gigantic. Not one of them under five foot six. <laughs> That's not very big. Round the chest. <laughs> Well, these sound like the guys that we're looking for. Look, before we go any further, there's a small question of money. It may be a small question, but it's always got a dirty great answer. <laughs> now, look, these lads are very reasonable. I've got a printed catalogue here. Sydney James Protection Limited. Look, Sydney, we don't want any violence. No, all we want is protection. Oh, the boys are going to be very disappointed. I haven't got the heart to tell them. They're very sensitive boys. They will not be upset. There'll be some wet pillars in their dicks tonight, I'd tell you. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'll get them in here. Boys, you're wanted. Here they come. 
In here, boys. There they are. My babies. Modest a mangler. Shoulders McGurk. And steamroller Fred. Lammy, look at them. Seven foot six up to the top of their bowler hats. Go on, boys. Don't be rude. Kneel down and shake hands with a gentleman. What's the matter? They hurt you? No, no, it doesn't matter. I, I never did use that hand anyway. <laughs> my hand! My hand! Mangler, give the gentleman back his fingers. Uh, Mangler! Uh, 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 uh. What did Horace say, wouldn't he? Say he's quite a bruiser, our Mangler. <laughs> All those pickle factory girls are still outside. Oh, why, Tony, we've got visitors. I didn't know your family were coming. It is not my family. Well, if you gentlemen are ready, we'll escort you out of the house and down the street. Billy and Hancock stand in the middle here, and the boys stand on each side of you. Good. Those girls won't dare attack us with you lot here. They better not, I tell you. These boys are killers. Ready? Here we go. Open a door. Hello, the dog and duck. Could you send round four more beer barrels, please? <laughs> Two weeks we've been here now. Yeah. Pass the water bottle. What's the food position, Maura? We started off with ten tins of baked beans. How many are left? Four. Tins? Beans. All right, all right. Slice them up and pass them round. What news of the enemy? They're still out there. Haven't they got homes to go to? Yeah, they're working eight-hour shifts. They're camping out there in tents. They're determined to get us, Tub. That's what I call real fans. They're not content with your picture in the bedroom. They want your head hanging up there. <laughs> oh, say, where's Sidney? He's, he's over in the corner. Morris the Mangler can't get to sleep. Oh, Goldilocks goes down to the forest. <laughs> and she sees a little cottage. An ever so beautiful little cottage. So she goes in, and what do you think is on the kitchen table? Three plates of steaming hot porridge. Yum, 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 she says. Ah, oh, look. They're asleep, bless them. Look at Mangler there, cuddling his cosh. Bless his little... Hey, Sid. What do you want? Look, we've got to make a break. There's no food left. It's, it's now or never. What's the use? We'll never get past these women. Look what happened last time. They frightened the life out of poor old Mangler. His stubble went white overnight. There must be a way out if only we could think of it. It's like being in a prison. A prison? That's it? What? You remember the last time I was up at Dartmoor? Oh, yeah. Ten years for smash and grab, wasn't it? That's right. Of course, I was innocent. Of course. It was like I told a judge. I just happened to be passing a jeweler's shop and I saw a Colorado beetle clawing up the window. Naturally, I threw a brick at it. <laughs> Naturally, but it flew away and you were running up the street trying to lasso it with that string of pearls. Exactly. Well, anyway, do you remember how I got away from Dartmoor? I spent five years digging a tunnel. Oh, yeah. You remember where I come up? Wormwood Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a bit of bad luck. 
Point is, the idea was right. Are you suggesting that we dig our way out of here? Why not? It's only a couple of hundred yards. Come up the other side of them. They'll never know we've gone. Come on, let's get started. Wake the boys up. Tony's already woken them up. Well, at least he's talking to them. Well, you know, what with the enemy out there and us in here? Mines of the war, didn't it? Yes, yes. I was in the army myself. Yes, so was I. Well, a lot of blokes were. Yes. Anyway, this battle I'm talking about, yeah. it was in the desert. The desert, you remember. <laughs> this, uh, this officer come up to me. He was a big head, you know. Just out of school he was. Mark you? Well, you know the type. I don't mind taking it from the older blokes, but not the kids, I said. Well, I said, would you? Uh, he says to me, advance. I said, I said, what? By myself? He says, well, the others are all on leave. Well, you know me. I'm a reasonable man. I hope. I hope I can say that. Thank you. I wasn't having it. I was a limit, so I threw my rifle down. I threw it right down. Well, that shook him. It would. It shook him. His eyes went glassy. Yeah. His pips nearly jumped off his shoulder. He didn't know what to say. He was speechless. Do you know, he, he turned away, he walked yeah. about ten paces. Yeah. You know, then he turned round. Yeah. He looked at me, uh-huh. just as I'm looking at you now. Yeah, no. That's right. <laughs> just the very same situation. It yes, might be, yes. yes. He sort of smiled at me. And do you know what he did? What? He shot me. <laughs> Hello? Look, we're going to have another try at getting out. We're going to tunnel our way up. What a good idea. Wait, wait a minute, that, that means somebody's got to do some digging, doesn't it? Yeah. Digging's hard work, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you get dirty great big blisters on your hands, don't you? Yeah. La, la, la. Well, I suppose we'd better start, hadn't we? Yeah. Yes. All right, come on, pass me the shovel. <laughs> That's it. Good girl, Maura. There you are. Dig up, girl. Come on, faster, faster. She's a strong girl. You know. How far have we dug? About 150 yards. Is that all? Hurry up, Maura. We haven't got all day. Dig, girl, dig. Faster, get your back into it. That's I'm, more like it. I'm digging as fast as I can. If you want me to go any faster, you'll have to give me the shovel. I can't do that. I've got to have something to lean on. You've got fingers, haven't you? I don't know. The girls of today, they're not as strong as they used to be, you know. Hey, Bill, what happened to Sydney and his boys? Well, you know that big tunnel we crossed over a couple of hours back? Yes? They caught a train and went home. <laughs> see the light of day again. I'll be lost. Starved to death. Well, the train was going to Chalk Farm, and I don't like Chalk Farm. <laughs> oh, you don't like Chalk Farm? No. Because you don't like Chalk Farm, we are stuck down here in this worm's dugout. Well, you two should feel at home. <laughs> you get on with the digging. It's no good. I can't go on. I'm exhausted. I can't dig anymore. Never mind. We'll go back and catch a train. Wait a minute, where's the tunnel gone? Well, I... Um, We've uh... been digging for 24 hours. There should be a long, big hole behind us. <laughs> Where is it? Well, you know all the earth Moira's been digging out and passing back to me? Yes. Well, I've been sort of mm. stacking it up behind me. <laughs> I see. And now we can't get out. No. 
that case... In that case, there's only one thing to do. Hand me the shovel, Mora. <laughs> now, get up and start digging. Not down that way. We're not going to wogga wogga. Look, Tony, surely we've come far enough. We must have passed under those girls ages ago. Let's start digging upwards and get out in some fresh air again. Yes, all right. Come on. Should be safe now. Come on, Kerr, start digging. Well, can't be far now. Just, just one more. Uh, done it. Look, daylight, we're out. At last. Where are we? We're inside a building. So we are. <laughs> hey, what's that smell? Smells like onions. It is onions. Tug, quick, back down the tunnel. Why? We've come up inside the pickle factory. Look out, the girls are seen. This is the BBC Light Program. Here is the news. Last night, the police arrested two men who were found wandering around Piccadilly Circus dressed in gherkin barrels. <laughs> Will anyone who can give any information as to their identities please... You've been listening to Hancock's Half Hour, featuring the lad himself with Molly Lister, Bill Kerr and Sidney James. Incidental music was composed by Wally Stott and recorded by the BBC Review Orchestra, conducted by Harry Rabinowitz. The script was written by Ray Galton and Alan Simpson, and the recorded programme was produced by Dennis Mayne Wilson. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that latest episode of Hancock's Half Hour. I do find them very funny, Tony Hancock and the gang. I will be back. At 6pm GMT tomorrow evening with some more fabulous stories to help you relax into your evening or drift off to sleep or whatever you're doing. Don't forget you can check out my podcast page at patreon.com forward slash foxy after dark. Can't wait to catch up with you tomorrow evening. Take care of everybody. Stay safe. Always be kind. Love you all. Bye.